everyone, and welcome to episode five. That is right, five, isn't it? Yeah. Number five? Yeah. yeah. Of If You're Happy and You Know It, uh, with me, Miles Chapman, Ricky Grover, and our sound man and producer, Sam Underwood. So, as always, Ricky, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I mean, I like your, you've got a cold at the moment, and you've got that yeah. sort of little bit of a a rasp to it. And Your voice is you, very low. Yeah, and you're, that, and yeah, you're yeah. really making the most of it, aren't you? You're oh, just, yeah. You're, you're trying to get a bit sexy with it. I noticed. <laughs> I've been all around the shop this morning. I know. Chatting all the women up. <laughs> chatting everyone, getting blanks yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And the bloodshot eye. What's all that about? Well, I've had, so I've had this um, horrible, I don't know what it is, some virusy thing. Yeah. And uh, I've been coughing and sneezing uh, my guts out, and I think it's just caused one of the I was hoping that was something to do with depression. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that was like cell phone. Yeah, I was thinking a campus in me. Eye, so I can feel something. <laughs> no, we shouldn't no, be I... laughing about cell phone. <coughs> no, terrible. it's not funny. It's not. We funny. apologise. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I think I've just been coughing so hard. It's made a blood vessel in my eye burst. Ah, uh, yeah, shame, shame, blessing. It's a shame. <laughs> so, so you're, you'll be depressed, Sam. And yeah, you've been right depressed. You've had a really rotten couple of days, haven't you? Yeah, so. anxiety's been really high, which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So where's that come from then? I don't know. Just sort of stress a bit, I guess. Just trying to get stuff done and just not, I don't know, not dealing with it very well. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I, I feel great. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're great. all right. Because no, last week you, you said... I was down, wasn't I? I, I can't even oh, remember. Yeah, I can't oh, even remember. It was hilarious. Was it? it was, oh, you were just like you were just like a shell wandering around. I <laughs> <laughs> like a tortoise without his shell. <laughs> big fat geese with a wrinkly face, just walking around, <laughs> really on? just crying. Um, but you, could, you, we said last week about you know, can depression, anxiety happen on their own without each other? And you saying you felt anxious, but not necessarily depressed. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which just, is an interesting uh, thing. Yeah, that that like I was, like we were talking about the other week, just. Feel like I feel like I'm I'm supposed to be doing a, a presentation in about an hour, right. a really important one in front of 250 people. Um, oh, that horrible, and, and fearful feeling! Yeah. Oh, that's an horrible one, yeah. isn't it? I've had that basically just constantly for the last like two days, three oh, days maybe. So. And that yeah, that sort of like low hum of unease. That really yeah. is just, that's the worst. Oh. The underlying fear and paranoia. Mm. Yeah, that's the the, mm. the the letterbox goes. You think oh, it's a great big bill. The phone goes. You jump out of your skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> This is taking a different tone this week, isn't I'm it? I'm really When he's up. Oh, it's unbearable. When I'm up, I'm up. He's on a 7.5 at the minute. I'm on a 7. So, I, really, I, I could... I might even be bipolar, mightn't I? Could I be bipolar? You are surprisingly <laughs> jumping. I am. You know, I'm very I'm chipper fine. today. I have got a soya... I have got a soya um, cappuccino. But do did you, you wake up feeling... Do you wake up this morning thinking, oh, I feel all right? No, nah, it's cappuccino. <laughs> It's a cappuccino. Right. I, I did wake up really slow and I had to get out and walk the dog and it was in the rain and it was a bit miserable. But um, sometimes, I, it's not all coffees, but sometimes a coffee can hit the mark with me mm. and liven things up. And really, I shouldn't be looking for I'm, I'm having about seven, eight coffees a day. Man. <sighs> That's a lot, mate. That is, that is a lot. lot and I was a decaf man. Yeah. I was a decaf yeah. man before. I, I stayed away from caffeine just because it, sometimes it can heighten that. Oh, anxiety. That yeah, anxiety, that, yeah. that paranoia and that yeah. theory. But the, obviously the more you, you have, then you start to become immune to it. It's like everything. And then you yeah, need you more and more. tolerance to get the same effect. Yeah, It's yeah. a bit weird. It's a bit like, I suppose, it's a bit like taking gear. You, you're always in search of that 
you know, not that I take gear. I, I I did do many, many years ago, but it's like having all, people who have lines of cocaine, they're always in search of that one line of cocaine that's going to hit the mark. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, so I think it's co- coffee. I know it sounds really weird, but everyone's walking about of a coffee cup now, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. So, you know, is that something to do with the depression? Is, is this coffee thing? Well, that's, that's a good point because I, I have to say when I feel low and sort of depressed I have a coffee and it does lift your spirit somewhat doesn't it it does give you a bit of energy um yeah I think probably we are definitely a coffee nation now I think we all rely on caffeine much more than we ever did I mean we're tea drinkers traditionally there is caffeine in tea but not as much in coffee I don't think no and, 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 think- and even that what you said tea I we always thought tea was very English thing have a nice cup of tea or very British thing have a nice cup of tea but you know, was all we was really looking for was a bit of caffeine, do you think? Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, maybe. But tea, for me, this is probably very psychological. Tea, for me, doesn't, it's a different, it doesn't, it's not uplifting. Perhaps there's not enough caffeine in it. And certain coffees do it for me. Certain coffees from certain places, I'm not going to say which ones, give me a little give me a little buzz. And other ones, I try to do it indoors on my own with, you know, certain ones I try try and get a good quality organic coffee. I mean, is there any different brands? Let's not name the brands, but do you look for individual things to, to give you a little so, bit of a Some buzz? are strong. Some have stronger blends than others. Yeah, there are. I, I, that's an interesting point because I, I think the strength is to do with the roasting rather than the caffeine content. I think mm. the caffeine content is fairly universal in beans. It probably isn't. I've probably got completely wrong. Um, but I think the Good strong... job we did some research on this before. Yeah, we... before we actually, yeah. <laughs> no, so well, I no, speak from a point of knowledge here. No, I don't know anything about it. I'll, I'll, just, I'll tell you what, I'll scrub that. I know nothing about coffee. <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah, Maxwell House. Yeah, Maxwell House. Well, as far as well, it goes. Camel, give me a nice camel coffee. <laughs> camp. Yeah, camp. Camp, camp coffee. coffee. They used to make ice coffee. Do, do you know there? what that's made from? No. Chicory. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's made from chicory. Well, not completely. I think part yeah. of it is chicory. So chicory is the um, endive, as the French call it. It looks like a sort of a thick yeah. sort of lettuce, like a little gem lettuce. Mm. But they make it. It's bitter in flavour. They distill it and make um, it's chicory. It's, it's brewed from. I'm sorry for all of... No, that is it. I had no, no idea that was a thing. Uh, what's this? I'm going to... I know. I know. I was going to just apologise to our listeners to think to say we're to them. Sort, we're sort of on food again. We're drinking it. He's, he's staring it. He's staring it back at it. Now, what I like with a cup of coffee is <laughs> he's a nice, nice cup, he's a nice biscuit. <laughs> I like a nice. He's off again. A nice shortcake. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I suppose what happens with other podcasts, they come with their little plan of action and start putting. But look, let's keep it natural. I think the main thing with us, we want to keep it natural. And obviously, depression runs through it. So, have you have you got any of your silly facts or anything? You know, uh, well, not, not, I haven't got that many. There was a really interesting article uh, the other day which I don't think is um, time sensitive or anything about uh, people in debt who suffer from depression yeah. and they were saying well, you were saying the other week that uh, financial fear is a big thing for people massive um, and they were saying that a lot of people with bipolar um, Stephen Fry did a program uh, quite a few years ago now um, and one of his things was when when he's on a massive high he'll have these huge spending sprees mm. so he'll go mm. out and just go berserk he'll book holidays You'll buy three iPads, two MacBooks, yeah. 
loads of clothes, stuff he really doesn't need, but he just feels like he needs to buy things and have these extravagant sort of yeah. spending sprees. Yeah. Now, with someone like Stephen Spry, I guess it was Stephen Spry, Stephen Fry to a point, he's got quite a lot of money. So, you know, if he spends like that, yes, he'll spend a lot of money, but it won't affect him hugely. Whereas a person that's struggling might max their credit cards out and then they're in terrible debt. And then obviously once the bipolar drops and they feel terrible again, then they're sort of like in debt, which makes them feel worse. So there's, um, they're looking at ways that they can uh, give people a bit of relief that have this condition or are struggling in debt and do have depression so that the finance companies are not on their back every five minutes because they said it creates like a vicious cycle so that um, if they're constantly on their back, they're more likely to get in more debt because they panic and they worry. So it's so bit, you mean as in debt collection companies yeah. aren't allowed to well, they pressure are, people into... But not not in the way they're currently doing it. So not okay. to put undue pressure on people. Oh, okay. So that's 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 what they're looking at. Well, they do. I, I, a friend of mine who got well, she was... Um, she was quite an addict and that and she and she got over that and one of the things she said to me and it really resonated with me I'm starting to speak posh now aren't I <laughs> she she said to me um I've stopped buying stuff for myself mm-hmm. to try and make myself feel better and I thought that's a real thing that you do you get lost in buying stuff yeah. Even sitting there on you know on your laptop or phone and looking at loads of stuff that you don't need and you end up getting drawn in and you get to get lost in something and you think, oh, if I buy that, it brings a little bit of excitement into my life. And and you tell yourself these little scenarios and stories. If I get that, I need that because if I get that, then I can write a script. And when, when I write a script, this script will be this and all. And you get it and you just put it in the corner and you never do it. Yeah, no, I, I do that a lot. I've, I've, I've spent the last couple of weeks, maybe this is, oh, noticing a pattern. I've spent yeah. the last couple of weeks just buying crap that I yeah, don't need. Don't yeah. need. Well, I'm I'm quite. Do you know what? I'm kind of the opposite. I've never been a massively faddy person. I tend to be. If I'm into something, I'm into something. Not yeah. even, Not even depressed. No. <laughs> but if I'm into something, I'm into something. I don't tend to think I'll have a go at this. I'll have a go at that. I rarely do that. I just sort of just I'm into something or I'm not. So I don't tend to buy things for the sake of it. Mm. I buy things that I desperately want them and I really make use of them. But we're all different, I guess, aren't we? Yeah, do, we do you, are. Do you buy a load of nonsense you don't Yeah. Know? Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, you know, I've got loads of stuff that I don't need and I've, and it's totally the wrong time to buy it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people who's not good with money anyway. Mm. I just, you know, as I get it, it sort of goes and, you know, and, and, and just I'm, I'm wasteful and... And I think for that very reason, because I'm trying to make myself feel better and trying yeah. to get lost in something, you know, uh, you know, driving about in cars you can't afford. And all that. But having said that, I'm not really one of them who's into big flash cars, and I certainly ain't into like designer stuff where is a la- little label saying what yeah. someone's wearing because. For me, you might as well have mug tattooed on your forehead and walk about with, you know, everything is a little polo bloke on it or, you know, or, because for me, it feels like, like that. I know you do, that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not even looking at me as he's saying this. He's making out. I feel embarrassed for you. Oh, I didn't know how to tell you. No, but what? No, but listen, obviously some of that stuff is nice stuff and, and I get it, but some people feel like they have to be wearing, you know, a Versace belt or have to be wearing a Gucci, what whatever they're, you know, to show something and for me I think it's that it actually mugs you 
Because it's like you've bought into that. You're being, you know, you've bought into that. What you be, should be told, you should be wearing, and should be seen, and and it's almost quite. It's not a bit nasty, and I feel like people who are overdo it with all that are flaunting it in people's faces who ain't got money to buy yeah, it as well. Yeah. I don't really like it. I like people. I like people when they got loads of dough and they go in a second hand shop and just <laughs> put an old jumper on. Have I brought it down? Whoa, I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Have I brought it down? No, ah. no, no, no. I get, I get your point. You know, I mean, I, I do I'm like a guy's clothes. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, good. no, I'm not. You know, all right. I don't want to make you paranoid about it. I don't want to think. But I think. See, I'm going to tell you an old a story about my old uncle Brusher, and I can say his name. He's not with us anymore. But I remember his mate topped himself because he was in so much debt with the bank. Right. Mm-hmm. And my uncle Brusher used to have a booze every day. I had a birthday every day, one pub to another, 365 pubs around the world. And he'd, go, he'd be in there that day, da-da-da, it's my birthday, big party. He'd have, he'd have a booze every day. He was a funny, funny man, just naturally funny. Everyone loved him, everyone. He was a good character. And his mate topped himself because he owed the bank, I don't know how many, hundreds of thousands or something like that. And Brusher was fuming about it. And they had one of these, you know, open casket jobs where people was going up and kissing goodbye. And, and my uncle Brusher walked up to him and chinned the geezer in the coffin, chinned him in front of his family. <laughs> and he told him off and he said, you mug. He said, you mug. He's a bit boozy at the time, obviously. <laughs> and all the family was sort of taken back. He was, he was a big old lump brusher and he could punch. He was like a big whacking punch to a dead geezer. It's not right. And he, and, he, and, he, and he said to him, it's the bank manager who should have topped himself for giving you the money, not you. You know, they can't – if someone gives you – it's non-stop. My daughter at the moment is getting letter after letter where they're upping the amount she could borrow mm, and yeah. saying, you know, we do this and we it's 0% finance for this amount of time. And everyone thinks, oh, that's all right. I ain't got to pay nothing for four yeah, years yeah. and all that. You know, everyone's sitting around in them dodgy sofas that fall apart. By the time you paid for it, there's nothing, there's nothing yeah. left. It's just a bit of wood laying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of, a bit of wood and a bit of plastic in the corner that dog's <laughs> chewing up. But um, so, you know, it's, I, I think it is a very, he's putting your face all the time to borrow money and get yourself in debt and get yourself, to try and make you feel better. But does it make you feel better? That's the question. No, I, I, I well, it's, it's going back to the whole people searching for things to try and make themselves feel better. We said last week we were saying about, People booze, get on drugs, uh, they eat, Ricky, don't they? Yeah, uh, they do eat, they do eat. <laughs> or, or they borrow more money to spend more things so they can make themselves feel happy. So get a better house, better car, better holidays, better clothes, you know. And 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 ultimately it's a short-term thing because it is all going to come crashing down at some point, isn't it? It's a short-term it's, solution because you always... At the end of the day, you're always going to run out of money, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, of course, absolutely. But for you know, think for now, I feel all right. That's fine. I can deal with that. Because when you feel really bad, you just don't want to feel like that. So going back to the whole thing about you do anything to avoid feeling bad. So you you lean on the things that make you feel better, albeit temporarily. You know, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where you for years people say like you know, 
it's all it's all uh, in in people's minds. You know, they think if they're going to get a lot of, load of money, it's going to make them feel happy. And then you know, you have a look at people who's got loads of money. See how happy they look. Most of them, you know, their addiction is getting money, so they're more fed up than anyone. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You know, it's just that, that they feel a bit yeah. more like they've got some kind of power by getting getting money. You know, striving for money all the time. It's not necessarily. And the argument is, people say, you know, I'd rather be fed up on a beach in Barbados than I would on the 14th floor in Canning Town. But <laughs> is there any difference? If you're fed up, you're fed up. All, all you, all, all, all you are, all. if you're in Barbados, all you are is a little bit hotter. All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> would you rather be happy on the 14th floor in Canning Town or depressed on a beach in Barbados? I'd rather be happy well, on the 14th go. floor. <laughs> I lived on, actually, I lived, on, I lived on the 14th floor in Canning <laughs> there's Town. there's your answer. Yeah. You can get all of that stuff. Yeah. If you feel down, you feel awful inside, doesn't and I used to love it. of the difference. And do you know one of my favourite things on the 14th floor of Canning Town? I know it's illegal, but it was one of my favourite things. The traffic wardens used to turn up yeah. in a van, and I used to egg them <laughs> from the 14th floor, right? So you could, it's quite dangerous from the 14th floor. It's like lost an egg pickup. Oh, yeah. oh, oh it, it really does. Don't worry about that. And, and, but I was, I was young. Listen, I was under, I'm going to say I was underage. I wasn't, but I'm going to say that to cover myself. It's three. But what we used to do is put the trays of eggs, put the tray, that's any old bill coming for me. Already, yeah. <laughs> Paranoid. Look. Already, I was dying hearing the old helicopters in the background. Um, what we used to do is to each each in each flat there used to be these airing cupboards and we used to put trays of eggs in there for a couple of weeks so they used to stink, <laughs> oh, <laughs> really stink. Mate. Right, I was off and then egg egg the traffic wardens because at that time of day you knew they had to be walking around in that gear <laughs> all day long because they picked they dropped them off picked oh, them up God. so they were stinking. I mean it was a terrible. F- <laughs> It used to cheer me up. It used to cheer me up. I'll be honest with you. It was a good investment. It wasn't expensive. So you and your mates were standing and throwing rotten eggs at the track. Oh, room. yeah. And being hysterics, no doubt. Absolute hysterics. <laughs> you know, and you, we used to call them bandits because what you'd let them do is get away from the van a little bit. Couldn't get them right around, you know, otherwise it'd all get back in the van and shelter. Yeah, yeah. But you, as soon as, you know, they go like, bandit at three o'clock, you know, done it properly. <laughs> and sort of go, all these like, all these stinking eggs, all of a sudden, you know, you could smother them. It was brilliant. Sorry. That's all. That's a nice story, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as good as the Tesco guy, isn't it? You like that? You happy with oh, that? You, oh, but I'll tell you what, I, I listened back to the other week. Uh, when I nipped out for a wee, you horrible, yeah. horrible people. Anyway, <laughs> which, do you know what? No. You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Go on in. You ready? Yeah, go on. We've had a question on we Twitter. We, we, have, we have had a question, go haven't we, in. Sam? Already. I can't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Well, no one so even knows. I thought, we're I, thought it was I thought it was be a year before we got a question on Twitter. Is this called like a soft launch, what we've done? Because we haven't told no one, have we? <laughs> no. We've just put it out. Yeah. I haven't even put it. We just we <laughs> haven't told a soul. We haven't told a soul. We've just put it out there. It's about four people listening. The question's actually just from me, from another Twitter account. Just give yourself another name. What does it say? What's the question? Okay, so we've had a question from... At Smooth on Twitter. His name's Matt yeah. Cooper. Yeah. He says um, he'd be interested to hear how all of our experiences have been with talking to family and friends about uh, depression and general society too. Uh, so no, basically, that is a good question, isn't it? Yeah. 
how, 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 how your depression so is perceived when you tell people. immediate reaction to that is I've been far more open and honest about how I am in the last few years. Yeah. But 20, 25 years ago, I hardly mentioned it to anyone. But I yeah. I, because I think, you know, society has changed. I think people's perception of mental illness yeah. has changed a hell of a lot. Yeah. So much. Um, Did you ever so, tell your mum and dad? I did tell my mum and dad, and and uh, when I found out what it was, and I don't think they really fully understood what I was going through. But mm. looking back, looking back, I think my granddad suffered from depression. He used to, I used to go around there and he used to sit in his room on his own, wouldn't come down, and I used to think he was just miserable, you know. Probably just but didn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> only when I was there. <laughs> it was only when you were yeah. there. Yeah, go on. Um, is that... <laughs> That miles there, I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down. Is it gives me the fear. Is it him again? <laughs> you got. Um, so I think, looking back, I think my family had a, I think my mum suffered from depression and anxiety looking back, seeing her behaviour. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, really you find sorry. that funny, do you? <laughs> my father, just want to point out both my parents are dead. Ricky's finding it hilarious that my mum suffered. I'm really sorry. I don't know what. She died I don't at 69. Know trying to hold it in. I don't know what's going to you. <laughs> I don't know what. It just makes me laugh. Well, you know, it's, someone else... it's so tragic, isn't it? It's, it's so tragic. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I mean, yeah. what else can you do? Well, no, you're right. You it is funny. It's like when, oh, I said the other week, when you turned up and looked you so... Start, you know what was funny, what done me, is you started off with your granddad and I thought, oh, his granddad's having been. <laughs> you gone on to your mum and dad's basically everybody, your family's well, suicidal. You know what? It's only when you you sort of look back and you, uh, when you're young, you don't notice the signs. Yeah. When you get old, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You sort of put two and two together. But I, I, I do, my dad, never. My dad was... Um, Considering his upbringing, his childhood, and what he went through, I'm really surprised he didn't. But uh, seemingly on the surface, he was a very sort of content man who never really suffered from depression or anxiety. But my mum was very highly strung. I remember her sort of spending a couple of days in bed or not feeling very well or oh. being sort of stressed or low. or So, yeah, I, I, I see where that sort of comes from. So now. it comes from, yeah. My mum's yeah. my, my got it. I've said it many occasions. My mum's got it really bad. And my real dad, I say my real dad because he left when I was a baby, but the the contact I had with him, I found out about him years after, is that he suffered more from what you, I, I see it all the same, but as, as ang, he suffered anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. He had like really sort of quite bad nerves and he was quite, you know, he, he was in prison quite a bit and stuff like that. So I think that would have had a big effect on him. Impact on him, yeah. Yeah, but and and I think when he he was at Ballstall when he was young and he'd done 90 days, I remember being told by my uncle that he'd done 90 days, which was the longest time in solitary with bread and water. And, oh, and as, a, oh. as a kid, as, as oh, you know, as, as being, you know, well, that would screw you up. So, and, well. I, and he said he that's did three say months, isn't it? After he after he come out doing that, it did have a massive effect on him, and he sort of he he, he went more introvert and more. He was, he was funny. He had a good sort of sense of humour and stuff like that. And he never really sort of he spoke about a lot of stuff, but he never really spoke about that. So it yeah, obviously had an avoid, impact. It? Well, it go it goes back to the sorry. I'm, I'm going slightly off. Um, well, let, off, let off well, let, here, let's uh, let let so, Sam say he's. Well, no, all I was going to say just, just no, no go on, no, no, go, go, go on, I was going to say you say yeah. people years ago didn't talk about things. Yeah. It's like. 
you imagine what people went through in the First and Second World War. Just yeah. horrific, utterly horrific. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really counselling as we know it now. They sort mm. of, to a point, counselled each other. But a lot of people went mad. That's why there was such an epidemic of alcoholism and, and, and PTSD. And no yeah, one, and no one really was. knew what was wrong with them. But it was <laughs> just because they'd been through hell and back. And, yeah. and there was no one there to help them. Mm. Sorry, Sam, you, you were about to chime in. Sorry. Uh, was I? Oh, just the answer to the question. Yeah, because um, you're a, no no sort of insult, but you're a kind of a different generation from us. So yeah. when yeah. you got it, people are sort of more knowledgeable about well, mental illness. Perhaps. I mean, I, I I've got a lot of friends with depression, anxiety, and I, I I was almost late to the party. A lot of people had it before I did. Um, my sister did, and uh, and a lot of friends had. So kind of. A lot of people in my life was already prepped for it, um, but I didn't like you, Miles. I didn't know what it was for, mm. for years and years and years. I thought I was just going mental. Did you almost feel a bit left out not having it? Yeah, I kind of wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what he's like. Yeah, yeah. Have, a little, but have I, a little taste of it. Do yeah. you? Do you think? I, I think um, it rubs off on you. I definitely think it rubs off on you. I mean, in my family, my mum was always suffered from it you know in everything poxy everything's down and all of that so you know it's I've, I've said this quite a lot of times but you know sometimes it's quite nice to wallow in it when I say nice it's when I say nice I suppose it's it's a comfortable place yeah it's a place familiar. that you know it's familiar yeah and yeah and so there's there's part of that but it is so not I'll tell you what is so lovely and I'm wondering if when you come out of a depression, like I'm out of it today, mm-hmm. it's such a lovely feeling. Oh, it's the best. It's, it's like coming up for air. Oh, it, it is. It's, so yeah. I'm wondering, is this, you know, is there something in, you know, knowing if I get through this, there, there might be a point of just feeling... Permanently like this? Permanently all right. And I'll tell you why I think I'm getting my eyes again. I've sort of, I've come off the Prozac bit. you come off it again? I've come off it again. I've I've took one today. I haven't said that. <laughs> my bottle, yeah, my right. bottle went. My bottle went. My bottle went. I'm back already. I'm back already. <laughs> my bottle went. I've never heard anyone play around with pills. I know. I know. I really should. You've either got to do. I know. I, I do know that. But I just keep. Are you in the doctors? He goes and you tell him. He goes. Well, no bloody wonder. I know. I don't. I don't know what I'm playing with my own nut because. <laughs> Because you, you've got your own way of dealing with things. This is the way I do it. Well, well, yeah, it's one of those thing jobs, and you know, it's like me, my wife and daughter saying, "Well, I don't think it makes any difference." You, you see, you know, I haven't seen no big improvements. It's a nice supportive of them. Ah, yeah, they love it. Don't they? <laughs> they love it. Well, just going back to Matt's point about yeah. people's attitudes changing, and like I, I remember first telling some friends that I, when I first found out I was suffering from anxiety, and they yeah. were like, "What?" <laughs> so what's that then? Yeah. I didn't know it was an actual condition. Yeah. And you think that when people suffering from depression are like outcasts or pariahs, you know, people that are just weird and it's mm. not everyone. Else. And I think I'm getting to the point now where I'm thinking, I find it unusual to meet anyone that hasn't at some point suffered from it. Yeah. yeah you yeah. find that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Someone said, I've gone through my life without feeling a slither of anxiety and depression. You think, What? Exactly. I don't trust them. Yeah, I don't trust them. How can you get through life you think, like you, that? What, what you normally find is the people who are up like that are often not with someone who's up. 
they're often a carer for someone. Right. So yeah. they suffer uh, they suffer from depression at one point or another in a different way. You know, they, they're they there, they're sort of caring for someone and bringing someone up. You know, like my wife is a positive person mm-hmm. and she doesn't really suffer it, but there did come a point years, quite a long way into her marriage where she went, do you know what? This is breaking me. It breaks people's spirit. Mm. To have someone around you constantly, you know, looking on the negative side of things mm. and looking, you know, and and I felt absolutely terrible about that. I mean, if anyone's going to bring someone down, Ricky. It's going to be me. It's going to be you, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'll bring them down with a crash. I, I, I do want to just go because I, I just fluttered over that really quickly about Ninia Benjamin. What we do with Ninia, because I, I've got no right to talk about I'm not from that culture, and so I, I would like to bring Ninia into the into yeah. the podcast, yeah, and have a and, and get a her good to cover that it. because yeah. I think there's such a big su- subject, mm. and there's such a and what I like, you know, blokes keep it under the hat more than than women, and I know it's sort of become quite a, quite a blokey show, but it's really mm. good to get a female voice yeah, on here as well and, and and get their side yeah. of. You know, get this. I mean, you, ma- you imagine sort of uh, Gamut Mass point. Imagine years ago, sort of in the 1914 war, you're in the trenches and you say to your mate Tommy, He's all right, I feel a bit low today. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Goes, oh, just, See, just, it's not acceptable, I, I is it? I can't describe it. I feel on edge. <laughs> I feel like any minute someone's going to offer me to go over the top and get me head blown off. Now, now here's it. <laughs> you must imagine being in those trenches. It must have been. I can't even imagine how you make how predisposed we are to it anyway. Can you imagine what we'd be like in there? Oh, it's oh I think oh, I deserve yeah. on purpose to get shot to get away from, <laughs> get away from it. Well, I've seen most. You know, when you think about the army and the forces and all that, you imagine all these sort of big soldiers and that. When you actually see, I've gone and done gigs for the troops and stuff. They're young kids, mm. mm-hmm. and yeah, they're and yeah. they're and they're often young kids who. Uh, in some village somewhere, not a lot happening, or they're somewhere and, and they want to go and see yeah, a bit of the world. The they want to find a, you know, or they're from some family, dysfunctional family, and, and they want to be part of a family, mm. or they're born into it, whatever. But they're there for a reason. And the reason is all, I think they're very, how do I say this? I've seen them in, tra- I've, they've took me out sort of when they're firing in AK whatever they call them guns. <laughs> and you see like a white, you see the white of the bullet where it's so hot. Yeah. Goes, like you see it go through the air. And you think, and you imagine firing at each other like that. They've got so, so much bottle. I don't think, you know, obviously things happen to after, but I don't think you'd have time to get depressed. You know, if we, what, what you mentioned earlier on when you said to Sam, he's from a different era. era. Yeah. That's correct. And your granddad, what you, you know, mm. he, he would have been from a different era. You know, what you said, he could have been upstairs crying in that bedroom or he could have just not wanted to come down because he didn't like you. But we, we all never know because the answer years ago to someone, if I was to say, and I'm talking about in my lifetime, when I was young, if I was to say, I'm really depressed, the answer I would have got from my granddad would have been, give yourself a slush, <laughs> right? Mm. Give yourself a slush, go and have a brisk walk, go and have a brisk walk, and if you still feel fed up, go down to a cancer ward, have a walk around, <laughs> look at everyone, then see how you feel. 
It was all sort of black and white and things. Yeah, and yeah. we know all of them things, and we do know them things can change your mood. But sometimes I think the way the pressures of life are a lot more now. Things seemed a lot more simpler then. Yeah, no, you're right. There, there, there is a lot of there is a lot of pressure, and definitely. Um, definitely to, uh, with what you originally spoke about, definitely with sort of finances and that. Yeah, People yeah. So have you tried, you must have done, when we've gone through, you, you, you must have gone through the route of all that uh, um, when you try natural stuff. Oh, I've done, yeah, loads of that. I remember once reading somewhere, this is pre-internet, someone told me it was really good, run into a really cold bath and lay in it. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. I, ju- I just got really cold. <laughs> It didn't make any difference at all. Yeah. Why? I didn't think about it. I remember laying there thinking, how's this going to get rid of how I feel? This is ridiculous. It's a bit like, you know, sticking leeches on your drilling holes in your head to get rid of the devil. You know, just a load of nonsense. Yeah. But I do I do think there is a sense of there is there are natural remedies, and I think those remedies are within yourself because you that 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 depression anxiety you've got isn't because you've taken a pill, it's because your body has created that. And I'm sure there are ways to make your body uncreate that. I think every- Through through natural means. And I know I'm on pharmaceuticals as we all are, but I'm sure there are also alternative means. And that's not just through what you put inside your body, but what you do to yourself, like mindfulness and and sort of CRB, um, uh, CBT techniques, etc. But then again- CRB. (laughs) CRB testing, yeah. I think, you know, people who have been through the mill with with depression have all had, like, the Q10s, uh, the vitamin D's, St. John's Wall. Everyone's got half a bottle of St. John's Wall. Everyone's got half a bottle of St. John's Wall in a drawer somewhere. That's nothing. And does actually nothing. does not, and they, you know they must have made a fortune out of this stuff. You know, uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> St. John's, John's Wall. Wall. Oh, yeah. Whoever whoever St. John's Wall is, he's absolutely smashed it. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what, whoever that geezer is, and whatever it is in it, because it does absolutely nothing. And then you like about <laughs> about three days in with a St. John's Wall, you start going, I feel a bit better. On the fourth day, you go. I feel terrible again. And then you read. Then you read the bottle. It could take up to six weeks, and you think at six weeks old, and that means I'm into my second bottle. So <laughs> I got time for this. I yeah. got time for it. You know, and you just and you give it a miss. I think the sun helps. Sun does help. I yeah. think the sun helps. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Rather than a little tablet that says vitamin D on it, I think actually going getting in the sun. Does. No, if you live in England, you're fucked. It does. And also, it also as well. I think, it's very true. I think CBT is a massive thing for me, and it's controlling your thoughts mm. and not letting them get carried away and, and not catastrophizing everything. I, I tend to be very much a catastrophizer. I'm a lot better than I was, but I'll get a, a small seed of a thought and it will blow out of all proportion. Yeah. And then it would become overwhelming. And then I'll become anxious and depressed and blah, blah, blah. But if you look back on it, you think, well, what? what? Why am I worrying about that? It's it's, but I think that is there are techniques within us to, we are, we have made ourselves to a point depressed and anxious, and I think there's a way of unmaking ourselves. It, it's, I know I'm making it sound simplistic, but I do I do believe that. If I went a different route with you, if I said, to don't you, challenge me. If I said to you, <laughs> if you don't get at me in the next five minutes, I'm going to give you a good idea. I bet you put a smile on your chops in, wouldn't well, you? Yeah, you laughing there, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm wondering, I'm wondering what it takes. Sometimes you've got nowhere else to go, but you have to, you have to get happy. 
Yeah. And it lovely though when it comes from nowhere. Oh. Oh, that feeling. Oh, it's, the, oh. it's the best and feeling. It, and in the world. all of a sudden you think, hold on. I had five days. Yeah. Did I tell you I had five days? What? On the bounce? On the bounce. When was this? I, I was doing, I was going to um, 12 step meetings and I was trying to do 90 and 90. And I was about, I think I had about 88 meetings in. Because I never ever finish anything. I'm one of them who's got a rig out for everything. Mm. If I start tennis, I've got the headband, I've got the best racket you can get, I've got the lot. Make yourself feel better, but I never go through with it. <laughs> Judo suits, all that. Go. Get everything, get get it all, and then I never, you know, I get near it, and then I stop, or or I press the your self destruct button. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anymore. Ricky's Ricky's cupboard full of oh, yeah, fads, oh, fads, yeah. fads cupboard. Yeah, like, yo yos, and then just loads and loads of bottles of St John's Walk in each in each pocket in each pocket. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? I don't know what I was saying. I'm, I'm, I'm completely I'm lost. No, you were saying about uh, oh, five days on the bounce. Five oh yeah, days. yeah. But you so got really five, good. Yeah, so I was going to twelve step meetings. So I never, I never done the nineteen ninety. I got right near <clears> it. <throat> but what happened was they called. There's a period they called a pink cloud, you where you feel just really unbelievable because what you're doing is you're going constantly every day. And I was doing two meetings a day sometimes, and you're hearing all this positive stuff. And a lot of negative stuff people were saying, but because you're trying to do something good for yourself, something all of a sudden kicks in. Mm. And I had this incredible feeling, and I thought, oh, I stopped. I, I was hardly eating because food didn't matter no more. So my Did big, you think, I've, my, cracked, I've done it, I've done it. Well, I, I stopped going to the meetings immediately, didn't I? Because I thought, <laughs> I, I thought. Oh, big mistake. Oh, of course yeah. I did. Of course I did. It's like with the pros. So as soon as I thought, hold, hold tight, here we go. It's all kicked in. I've gone. I've gone and done. Um, you know, you don't need ninety and ninety. All you need is eighty eight. <laughs> and I've done. I'm eighty eight. Two fat ladies in. All of a sudden, I'm. I'm I feel brand spanking new. And I had five days of this, of feeling really good every day. Didn't care about food. Didn't feel, saw the good in everything. Felt really positive about everything. So it, it was. And for someone who suffers from depression. Five days of feeling like that is massive. Isn't oh, it's, a, it's a magical thing. It's yeah, a yeah. magic because if we get half a day, we feel like we've smashed it. Yeah. So five days, and I thought, this is it. On the sixth day, mangled. <laughs> sixth day, there I am again, bar walnut on the city, <laughs> quilt over my head, <laughs> terrified, phone ringing. Hiding under the under so look the so look here's the thing so yeah. you you were, you were pulling a bit of a face earlier and I said it's within us to make ourselves feel better now were you doing this ninety by ninety program yeah were you taking any drugs for it nothing right so what were you doing just talking about positive things doing positive things I was just so, going, what, so what gave you that five days what do you think gave you that five days? I think what gave me that five days is I was telling my telling myself telling my brain if you like yeah what I want I was telling the universe what I want I want to get better. You know, and there's a lot of sayings in 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 them rooms where they, you know, um, travel to you know travel to any lengths, meaning you'll do anything to get it, yeah, to feel good, you know, to get the freedom of not being addicted or whatever. And I think by constantly trying and trying and telling the universe and telling your brain that you want to get well, you want to get better, all of a sudden. He gave it to me. Yeah, yeah. But the hard thing is to keep it. Mm. And they say the best way 
to keep it, to keep that feeling, is to give it away. So that's why a lot of people, I believe, become therapists. Mm-hmm. It's for their own sanity and yeah. for their own fit. Become life coaches or whatever. You know, that is that is the that is the reason. Because by by giving that away, it makes you feel good. You know yourself, if someone phoned you up on your on your aunt, say you're in a real bad way, mm. you're laying on that sea. We both know what we do. We, 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 three of us know what we do. We, we screen our calls, right? Yeah. We go, oh, I can't, I can't face any. So you're only going to speak to people if you absolutely have to or if it's something that's going to yeah. maybe slightly get you out of it. Mm. And no way are we going to pick that phone up if someone says, just phoning up to see how you are. I hope you're feeling a bit better. Mm. But I'll tell you when you'll pick that phone up is if someone phoned up and said, I'm really in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're not feeling all that yourself, but I'm really in trouble. I'm really struggling. Yeah. I'm really struggling because I don't know what it's like. You can get lost in someone else's feelings well, but it's also by helping someone it is but makes you, us feel worse. No, it does and I, you're right and I think it's taking away the because when, when we when we get depression anxiety we get very very selfish and it's yeah. all about us yeah I'm not saying we'd like that with other people but we're selfish to ourselves we, we sort of so when someone else is ill I think it sort of takes the burden off us a little bit I think because oh, someone else is suffering okay I need to up my game here I need to help them yeah. So it takes that, you're not inward thinking anymore. You're projecting a bit of that energy onto someone else. So it's two things. It's that and feeling worthy. But I was going to touch on another thing as well. You were saying about you had that five days of pink cloud. And I think with anything like CBT or any of these sort of therapies or techniques that we're given, I think we have to keep on doing them. Yeah. Mindfulness is like, if you go to the gym, you can go for six months and look great. If you stop going, you won't look great. Yeah. Mm. If you're a world-class skier, like on the Olympics, you have to keep doing it to become if you stop, you won't be a world-class skier. Mm. You won't be. It's like anything. You've got to keep doing it so it becomes part of you. And that's how you are. Tell you what I'm going to do. No, I'm gonna... <laughs> Your tell face is like... I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for a little wee-wee. Yeah. Right? When I come back and when you say something to me, it cheers me up. Go on right? in, off you go. Go on in. He's going for a slash. How am I going to be swapped? Oh. What are you going to say? I bet he's put a box of cakes in there. Yeah. He's in one of those four foot long tubes of Jaffa cakes. Yeah, he's in, them, he's in it in the system. He's putting them out. They're all damp. He yeah, doesn't care. He doesn't matter to him. Don't matter. <laughs> Just falls them down. He's got a huge thing of whipped cream as well. Fin his mouth out whipped cream. <laughs> he's not having a week. Like That's chunk just... from the Goonies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, what, should, what should we say to cheer him up? He's in a good mood anyway. I don't I know why. Say, should, yeah, he should be cheering, up, yeah, it's us. We well, should be cheering us up. Should we just put it on him? I think we should put him on him. It must. That must be a big tube of Jaffa cake. You mean those ones that are like six foot tall? Yeah, you get Christmas. Get Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> or the those overlays. Yeah, slab of galaxies like the size of a dining room table. <laughs> one of them. Here he comes. Now <laughs> that was a tester, right? Go on. I didn't want to go away. Yeah. But I just wanted to test you there. Yeah. 
Did you slag me off? Of course we did. Well, <laughs> that's, what, that's how you get your kicks. It's disgusting. Well, hang on a minute. You deserve to be depressed. I repaid the comment from last week. There we are. <laughs> yeah, but that was natural. That was a natural thing. I was actually setting you up there to well, see. No, see what you, No, so as soon as I walked out, what did he say, sir? Uh, no, let's, let, let me hear it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear, back, hear, it, hear back. it back when you listen. All right, I'll hear it back when I listen. But I'm telling hey, John, you, can I'm I telling you in, now. Can I just point you that Sam joined in with relish? <laughs> and I'll I point bet, that out. I bet you, I don't know, but I bet it had something to do with me eating grub, didn't it? Might have done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Right, now, before we wrap it up, I've got one more question, and it's a yes or a no. All, All right, right, go on in. Quick, where are we? Um, hang on. Right. Depression, anxiety, or just say, let's just say depression. If you could get rid of it forever, for the rest of your life, as of now, would you? Yes or no? 100 miles an hour? Yeah. Sam? Yeah. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. Well, what a silly question. No, because you said... <laughs> what an idiot. No, hang on. Stop the no. show to say no, that. Well, well, you stop the show so to you're say telling that. Me, what, last week then, you lied. When you said to me, do you know what? Yeah. There's... <laughs> da 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 Yeah. Or, um, as you always say, yeah. it's part of me, yeah. Yeah. That quite likes it. Yeah, but I was only... Well, I was, I was just trying to find out. Yeah, but I was just saying that because you oh. I was just trying to mug you off, wasn't I? <sighs> if you can get rid of it, you get rid of it. That's what the whole show's about. All right, see you next week. Yeah, see thanks. you next week. Thanks and uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Sam, bit of housekeeping. Should we do the housekeeping again? Yeah, let's do a little bit of housekeeping because we didn't do it last week. Okay. Um, so on Twitter, we are at I-Y-H-A-Y-K-I, which is the acronym for If You're Happy and You Know It. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash happy and you know it podcast. Um, email is happy and you know it podcast at gmail.com. And Instagram is happy and you know it podcast. Uh, if you have any questions or any uh, subjects you'd like us to talk about uh, or just want to get in touch, that's where you can uh, That's where you can get at us. Or if you just want to cuddle, <laughs> just pop round. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs>